Yeah, the Utah Jazz had a huge day. NBA free agency won, and as I said that you didn't hear, <sighs> um, perhaps yesterday was the best day in the last 10 years for the Utah Jazz. We'll talk about that coming up. I think this Kevin Durant story is absolutely transformative when it comes to the NBA and the way business is done in the NBA. Is Carl Anthony Towns worth $50 million a year? Where will the Utah Utes end up? A huge day in sports yesterday. If you are listening on the podcast, God bless you. Thank you to everybody on Spotify. We are doing numbers on Spotify that we have never done before. Um, So we really appreciate each and every one of you that listen on Spotify. For everybody that listens to us on um, Stitcher Radio, thank you. Apple, Google Play, wherever you get a podcast, just search The Monty Show. But now... Without further ado, let's talk NBA free agency day one, the Utah Jazz. And I know a lot of people uh, were kind of freaked out yesterday with what was going on um, with the Jazz. And I got, I must have gotten 50 tweets yesterday saying, what are the Jazz doing? Oh my God, it's unbelievable. They haven't done a thing. And I say to that, oh contraire, mon frere, I actually think yesterday was one of the biggest days I think it's not too much to say in the history of this franchise, but certainly within the last 10 years. When you look at the moves that Jazz made yesterday, the decisions that were announced yesterday, names like Eric Paschal, names like um, Juancho Hernan Gomez no longer on the team, Trent Forrest no longer on the team. When you look at the trade of Royce O'Neal to the Brooklyn Nets for a first-round pick every day, I will trade Royce O'Neal for a first-round pick. Yesterday was a very good day. The Jazz are under for the – yesterday, by the way, just so you understand, was the last day of the 2021-2022 NBA season. So if you were under the salary cap luxury tax limit yesterday, you didn't pay luxury tax. With all of those moves, the Jazz were under – the luxury tax. They will not be paying luxury tax. That's a win in itself. Then turn around and know you added a first round pick. You have got all the flexibility financially, roster wise. You have a pick as an asset now that you can flip and immediately trade that. You have all the assets that you need. You have all the space that you need. You have all the flexibility that you need to go and do any deal that you want to do. And to me, Jake, there's real value in that. I feel like yesterday was a very good day for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Danny Ainge is, is going to work on on this team. And I think that when when we think about the journey that it's been to get to this point, there were a lot of concerns and a lot of like, hey, like how is this offseason going to go? What is Danny going to do? Um, and and, and what, are, what are we going to be able to make happen? And I think you're starting to see what Danny Ainge is capable of. You're starting to see what direction he wants to take the the roster. And, and, I, and not paying luxury tax, uh, while that may seem like a small detail, it has big ramifications for later in the year when you try to, you know, make trades happen or do deadline deals or, or, some, or things like that. You, you know, paying the luxury tax is obviously going to affect those things. So I think that's obviously when, as you were just saying, um, I think that, you know, getting a first round pick for Royce O'Neal is classic Danny Ainge. I mean, that to me, you know, again, not to bag on Royce O'Neal, but but I, I don't think that 
you know, a, a first-round pick was guaranteed for Royce. I think that a second-round pick definitely was guaranteed, but a first-round pick for Royce O'Neal is just impressive work. So, yeah, I thought Danny Ainge had a great day, and I think that there's a lot of things happening in the league that now the Jazz have to to kind of wait to settle down just to see where everything sort of stands. And, and you know, with the Kevin Durant situation and everything going on there, um, you just have to wait and see now. And I think that's what you need to understand as a Utah Jazz fan is that now, in my opinion, you're sort of on hold for any major deals because of the Kevin Durant situation and, and the Utah Jazz potentially, you know, being a third team or or, or being involved in that in, on, on some level. Yeah, and I... You know, listen, I think, and thank you to everybody who's messaging me about our, our audio issues. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we do appreciate that. Um, I I think yesterday was it was a great day. I really do. And I think that you were able to pull all of this off yesterday was fantastic. Because obviously there's a lot of trades happening. Um, and I think one of the things, and we're going to talk a lot more about Kevin Durant coming up, but one of the things we know for sure is the NBA is on hold right now. Everybody's waiting to see, and a lot of teams are positioning themselves to get in 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 line, if you will, to gather assets, to gather cap space, to hold their water, to try and make a run at trading for Kevin Durant. Now, obviously, the Utah Jazz are likely not doing that. I think they should. If the Utah Jazz haven't called on Kevin Durant, they're crazy. Um, but I think, again, you're now in a place that you can do kind of whatever you want. You have the the guys, I think, that are in demand. Obviously, Rudy Gobert, um, Boyan Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson. I think it's almost a mandatory move to offload Mike Conley's contract. You can do all of that now because you're under the cap. You can get involved in a sign-in trade, let's say. You can do anything you want. So I think if you're a Jazz fan and you're a little impatient, you just need to take a step back and understand, especially with this Kevin Durant situation, nothing is likely to happen quickly because the teams that you're talking to about, for instance, a Rudy Gobert, if you're talking to Atlanta about Rudy Gobert, I would imagine Atlanta has called Brooklyn and said, hey, what can we do here? I would imagine that a team like the Chicago Bulls has called Brooklyn to say, hey, what can we do here? I don't know that Toronto would be involved in a Kevin Durant pursuit. I'd find that I'd find that surprising. But stranger things have happened. My point in all of this is what I'm telling you, things are not going to move quickly until Kevin Durant gets moved. Until that Brooklyn situation gets worked out, I think the NBA is going to come to a not a halt. I think you're going to see things are going to slow down significantly. So now most of the NBA, and I think including the Utah Jazz, from what I've been told, everybody's going to take a breath and kind of reevaluate where they are. Yesterday was a history-making day. We saw the three largest contracts in the history of the NBA were handed out yesterday. Um, the Kevin Durant situation. I mean, just all of these things that were announced. Yesterday was a foundationally forming day in the NBA and the way business gets done. And that includes the Jazz. So I think if you're a Utah Jazz fan, I think you should feel very good. Let's um, let's get some of your comments in here. I'm going to move past the original ones <laughs> with the sound. And again, we appreciate it. Um, let's see. Uh, Rudy Sanchez, good morning to you. He says, morning, fellas. Good for the Jazz to get a first-round pick and not have to take back salary in the O'Neal trade. Totally agree. Yep. Totally agree. And by the way, knowing what we know now, I'm a little surprised that Brooklyn was willing to give up a first-round pick to get Royce O'Neal. 
I'm a little surprised by that. Now, on the flip side, obviously, I think they're probably going to get, what, three to six, three to three to three to eight by some accounts of first round picks and pick swaps yeah. with teams for Kevin Durant. So, I mean, you traded somebody else's first round pick essentially that you'd acquired. Mm -hmm. So we'll see exactly how, how all that shakes out. But yeah, absolutely. I am willing to give up a first round or to get a first round pick for Royce O'Neal, no doubt. Caleb, good morning to you, my friend. Uh, Braden McLean says, well, the silence is better than static. Well, well, at least, you know, we've, you know, sometimes you just got to reset the thing. Yeah. You know, it is, uh, it is what it is. Right. Um, <laughs> some of the comments during the audio issues this morning were funny. BB says, love the hands. We need to learn sign language. <laughs> Lorenzo Miranda says, hold up a sign. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> better. Okay, good. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank David Humes says, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Brandon McLean says, bye-bye, Royce. Was the first rounder worth it? Is it to get a better price from another team? I think that's hugely, hugely part of this. They're going to flip that first round pick. This league is not built anymore, in my opinion, by keeping your first round picks, drafting guys, and developing them. I, I don't. You can't tell me right now if they could. Are you telling me that that the Orlando Magic wouldn't trade Paulo Bancaro to get Kevin Durant right now? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, absolutely they would. So, yeah, I think you're going to flip that. No doubt about that. Um, you know, I, I just – I think yesterday was a great day. I really yeah. do. Jesus Christ destroys atheism. Mm -hmm. He says, Utah sent Royce O'Neal to Brooklyn – for a first-round pick, that's a good start. Flip that for a better defender. Also, Utah is very interested in Gary Trent Jr. I saw on Bleacher Report. Well, I mean, where did you hear about Gary Trent Jr. first? <laughs> Come on, I mean, man. Just on some, Come some, on, man. You know, some hacks podcast. Come on, man. Right? Travis Berg, good morning to you. I will message you my top-secret uh, jazz informant. Okay, that's your, cool. Your top secret jazz informant. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, what do the Nets see in buckets so miss that they gave up a first round pick hey for guys. him? I think they needed perimeter defense. Yeah. And Royce is a Royce is a capable perimeter, perimeter defender. I mean, that was one of their biggest weaknesses. Defense was a problem for them. Yeah, so. Casey Finlinson buckets uh, for a first round. I'll take that. Yeah. Absolutely. No doubt about that. Um, Brandon W or Brendan W says trade Rudy for Tim Tebow. Wow. I wonder how Tim Tebow's jump shot is. Yeah. Hopefully it's a little better than a spiral, you know? You know. Hopefully it's a little better than his blocking technique at uh, tight end. Yeah. Uh, Brett Robbins says, Tanner, I believe they did that before Kyrie and Durant requested to bounce. Well, first I would say Kyrie requested to bounce weeks ago. Yeah, I think Kevin Durant and Joe Sy, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, have been talking for weeks. So, I mean, as soon as the, the Kyrie thing happened, I think there's no doubt that's that, you know, that Kevin and, and Joe Sy started talking. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, unlike the USC-UCLA situation, this was not some shocking move for Joe Sy. I mean, I, I and we'll talk about KD coming up because I think there's a huge amount in that. I think there's a huge amount in that. Jesus Christ destroys atheism, says Dallas signed JaVale McGee to a three-year deal and Jalen Brunson signed with New York. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Thanks for the ticker update. Uh, Robert Stewart says, too bad you don't understand how the luxury tax works. How do we not understand how the luxury tax works? 
but okay. I uh, hope you guys give away an NBA 2K23, maybe. Uh, John Mulvanian says, Royce is a solid player, a net loss, but the Jazz had defensive issues with four of their top six players between six and six four in height. Conley, Mitchell, Clarkson, and O'Neal. I don't think it has anything to do with size. I think it has to do with schematic and athletic ability. Yeah. I, I just think the Jazz last year were not set up. Um, I just don't think they were set up to succeed. I mean, I you mean, can play defense with an undersized roster, but you'd have to be locked in as a team, it, you know? The biggest issue is you can have one guy who can't defend. Mm -hmm. You can't have three, four guys who can't defend. And one guy who's elite at it. Like, that that's just not something that would work. Josh Levern, good morning, coach. He says, wouldn't KD have to sign off on any trade? No, he wouldn't. I mean, he went to Joe Sy in the Nets and said, trade me. Here are the teams I'd like to go to. Yeah. But then Bobby Marks and the Nets have made it very clear. We're going to do what, what – or Sean Marks, excuse me, in the Nets have made it very clear. They're going to do what they have to do to get return for Kevin Durant. Um, I mean, obviously, if you are the worst team in the NBA – you know, if you're Kevin Durant's not going to Sacramento. Yeah. I mean, probably not going to Orlando. He's probably not going to Orlando. <laughs> like he's not going to OKC. I yeah. mean, Kevin Durant knows he's in control. So I don't know. Would they trade him without his consent? Probably not. No. Probably not. I mean, I think it's 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 them working with his the the teams that he wants to go to. That like that's why you, he provided a list. He said, hey, these are the teams that I would really like to go to work it out, you know? And, and so he's not saying, Hey, just the Suns, you know, or just this team. That's why you give a list. Uh, Tanner Plummer says Royce is a capable premier defender. No, I said he's a capable perimeter defender. Uh, Monty, what are you smoking? Royce was still was, and still is a terrible perimeter defender. Hey, I, I don't think he is. I don't think he's a terrible perimeter defender. I think he's a guy that's agile. He's got good athletic ability. And instinctually, he's a very good defender. I think, and I, I, my belief is that Donovan Mitchell falls into the same conversation, um, and that is that they're capable. The issue is, I think systematically, it was very easy to feed everything into the pain for Rudy Gobert. And I think when you do that, and I think when that's the way that you – um, you know, you choose to run your defense, you're going to have the struggles that the Jazz had. Yeah. And I think, and it's again, it's just my opinion, I think that Royce O'Neal is a guy that you can put on the on on the floor and not, he's not going to be a sieve, but he's not, what Royce O'Neal is not is a lockdown defender who is going to shut down the other team's best player. That's not who Royce is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he can compete. He's not going to shut down the other team's best player. I mean, that guy for the Jazz was Daniel House, who, by the way, heard it first on my Twitter, you pricks. Yeah. Uh, signed with the Sixers on a multi-year deal. Um, and you knew it was going to be difficult to keep him. You know, and I, I think you, you have all the dominoes in place if you're the Utah Jazz that you're setting up to make a bigger deal. So, I, uh, again, I don't think that Royce O'Neal was a terrible perimeter defender. I just don't think he was the lock that everybody says he is. I, I really don't. Um, you know, that's just my opinion. Eric Tavera says Royce is not a great defender, but he is known as a perimeter defender, which Bucks bought the idea. The Nets bought the idea. A yeah. player worth um, depends on the team. Yeah, you're only worth what somebody's willing to pay for you. Yeah. That's it. Jeremy Bolton says, sup. Hi, Buckets, oh, slow-mo. Buckets, oh, slow-mo. Okay. 
Uh, Swish Zone says, imagine Harden traded for KD. Yeah, seriously. Could you imagine that? Yeah, well, and I think the Ben Simmons situation is really fascinating, too, with, with yeah. everything that's that's happened now and everything that he's gone through. Now to have the, this whole thing kind of burned down, it'll be really interesting to see like whether he is a Brooklyn Net when the season starts or whether they trade him or whatever whatever may happen with, with Ben Simmons because this is a guy that can still play at a, at a high level. I, th I think everybody agrees on that, but I, I think what we also agree on is that he, he works within a certain sect of rules uh, as far as your roster is concerned, meaning that, that the other four guys on the floor need to be really good at scoring for Ben Simmons to be able to be a lethal player. So with the Brooklyn setup, he would have been in a perfect situation. But with Kevin Durant's trade, it begs the question, is Ben Simmons involved in those talks Is you know as a, as a trade ship? And, and I got to think that he is. I, I don't know, uh, like if you're another team, why you wouldn't be asking about it because clearly Brooklyn from from day one this offseason has said that they're more than willing to part ways with both of these guys um, and start over. So to me, nobody is off off the list as far as trades are concerned. And I just think that 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 Ben could definitely be a part of one of these deals. No doubt. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see exactly how all that works out, because I think when you're talking about Kevin Durant, and I think when you're when you're looking at the way that Kevin Durant changed the game yesterday, and you look at the impact that this this Kevin Durant situation is going to have on the NBA, I think Ben Simmons is a key figure in this Kevin Durant situation. Not to be the master of the obvious, but I think when you see that Kevin Durant, you know, wants a deal with Phoenix, for instance, well. One, they just signed Devin to a max extension. He can't be traded for a year. Um, but two, they already have a rookie max extension in Ben Simmons on that roster. And you can only have one of those players on your roster at a time. So it's very difficult for the Nets to make trades with teams like Phoenix because Devin's on that deal. Donovan's on his deal. Like it just, it, you, you start to understand that, you have some limitations when it comes to trading Kevin Durant. The other thing is, you know, one of the things about the Miami Heat is that I don't think the Miami Heat have a package of players that's interesting to the to the to the Nets. I also say this about the Jazz. Like when you look at the the question of will the Utah Jazz trade Donovan Mitchell? Well, the news that we heard yesterday and what sources were telling us yesterday is the Heat have been calling the Jazz for several days. It's been over a week now. Um, that the Heat have been asking about Donovan Mitchell. This wasn't something that just popped off yesterday yeah. with the Heat. If you follow me on Twitter, the Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, the Monty Show, you know um, that I was tweeting three days ago about, hey, it's the Sixers, the Knicks, and the Heat that are inquiring about Donovan Mitchell. Um, but what do the Heat really have to offer that the Jazz would want? Because I don't see a scenario for the Miami Heat where they are going to flip Jimmy Butler for Donovan Mitchell. That doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense that you're going to trade a Kyle Lowry for Donovan Mitchell. How does that help the Jazz in any form or fashion? Even a player like Tyler Hero, he doesn't step in and replace what Don gives you. And if you assume that the Utah Jazz are not going to trade both Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell in the same, same offseason... If you trade Don to the Miami Heat and they give you Tyler Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson in return, 
okay, well, what are you going to do to to score the basketball? I mean, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't see a lot of value on that Miami, Miami Heat roster. And again, I think that's why all these big-name trades, not signings, trades, have to be multi-team deals. Because especially for a team like the Nets that have a massive investment in Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and, and Ben Simmons, you've got to find multiple picks in return. And you have got to find a way not to pay $100 million in luxury tax and not advance in the NBA playoffs, which is exactly what the Brooklyn Nets are doing. Yeah. And so when I look at where Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz are, I still maintain, and what I was told yesterday is, if the Jazz are going to trade Donovan, he's going to have to ask for a trade. He is going to have to go to the Jazz and say, I want to be traded. And if it's to the Heat, he's going to have to say, hey, I'd like to be traded to the Heat. But the Jazz are not open for business on Donovan Mitchell. They have repeatedly told the Knicks, who by some estimations, the Knicks have called the Jazz over half a dozen times asking about Donovan Mitchell I just don't think that there's much to be had there. And a lot of people are asking, well, the the Miami Heat sent a trade offer to the Jazz. Well, that's not how it was explained to me by sources at the Utah Jazz. I was told that the Heat have repeatedly called and asked what it would take. And the Jazz have said, there's nothing that it would take. We're not open for business on Donovan Mitchell. And that Don, again, would have to ask to be traded. So I don't believe that the, the Jazz are out there shopping Donovan Mitchell. I don't believe the Jazz are out there having conversations about trade packages for Donovan Mitchell. I think that's exactly the opposite of what's happening on Rudy Gobert. Um, I think that Rudy Gobert is a guy that, that they are out there talking about. I think still to this day, I maintain... The Toronto Raptors, as we've talked about all the way back to the trade deadline, the Toronto Raptors are the most likely destination for, for Rudy Gobert. They have the most value in return. But again, to make a trade like Rudy Gobert, I think it's got to be a three-team deal because you have to get multiple first-round picks in return. And as we're seeing, there are very few teams in the NBA that have that kind of package to offer the Utah Jazz in return for a guy like Rudy Gobert. And the issue then becomes what are you willing to take in return for Rudy? And I say it's at least two first-round picks and at least two star players. That means this is a three-team deal. So when you start doing the math on this stuff and then you throw a trade in with a guy like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons and everything it's going to take, the logistics it's going to take to get that deal done, I think this Kevin Durant situation has really slowed down things like the Rudy Gobert trade because – if I'm the Atlanta Hawks, if I'm the Chicago Bulls, if I'm the Toronto Raptors, three teams that have been very interested in Rudy Gobert, I'm interested in Kevin Durant. And the rest of the league is interested in Kevin Durant. And by the way, don't be at all surprised if the Utah Jazz wind up being a third or fourth team in a Kevin Durant trade where they end up with assets in return and they wind up moving a guy like a Boyan Bogdanovich. Like, like the Heat are said to be very interested in Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. I could see a scenario where Boyan Bogdanovich winds up going out. The guy's making a good amount of money, $18 million or $19.3 million, I believe his number is. You can see a scenario where Boyan Bogdanovich winds up going out in that trade. I think it makes a heck of a lot of sense, Jake. So 
I just think now it becomes a process, yeah. and you're kind of playing a waiting game. Yeah. Well, and how many times is a guy like Kevin Durant going to be available in the you know in the league? And that's yeah, what I think is really right. what needs to be understood. I mean, Kevin Durant is by most people's estimations the best player in the NBA right now. So the fact that he's available basically is a is a hard stop for everyone in the league. All right, this totally changes the dynamic in the offseason. And you can't tell me that teams weren't preparing for this. You know, you can't tell me that that teams on some level weren't were uh weren't ready for this. So that's why I say like yes. that's why I say don't be at all surprised about hey, things are going to slow down a minute while Kevin Durant's deal gets sor- sorted out. And then once that happens, then guys like Danny Ainge around the league can look around the league and say, "Okay, what's left in the wake?" of the Kevin Durant situation. What does Brooklyn have? What do the other teams have? What can we do? That's why there's a waiting period right now. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's very interesting with all the moves that Jazz made yesterday, um, with all of the decisions that Jazz made yesterday, I feel like yesterday was a very good day. To get yourself under the luxury tax line, I think is is huge. To be under the luxury tax on day one, of the NBA league year is massive. I mean, it just gives you so much more flexibility. And I I think when you look at the the handful of teams that are paying the luxury tax, you can't be a repeat offender yeah. because it just costs you so much more money to be a repeat offender. The the hard cap looming over your head for sign in trades, the you know, the exceptions that you wind up getting forced into using and it changes the way you and, operate, man. You, being under the luxury tax on day one of the league year is just, it's huge. It was a big, big win for the Utah Jazz yesterday. I think it was a great day. All right, let's get some of your comments in here. Uh, we really appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much. I know that we have a lot of new listeners to the show. Uh, Aliyah and Kel says, what about Ben Simmons alongside Donnie as a big point guard that can defend? I think that works. I mean, I, I think... I've long been somebody who believes that Ben Simmons has far more use than we saw in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I think as a as a player out in open space, Ben Simmons is a lethal, lethal weapon. He's a guy that can run the floor, and we've seen this here at, at Vivid Arena where you know he's dunking on, on Rudy and he's getting to the basket routinely, and Ben Simmons is a handful when he's running downhill on the break. He's a handful when he's attacking the basket. The other thing not a lot of people talk about about Ben Simmons, he's a great drive and kick player. Um, the one thing that he does not do is shoot the ball well. Yeah. And I think that the the mental collapse that he had in that playoff moment in, in Philly, that's my biggest question. I don't worry about the back injury. I don't worry about his lack of ability to shoot the ball. I worry about Ben Simmons' mental health on two fronts. One, he's a human being. He was clearly tortured by what happened to him in Philly. And at the end, how the Philly situation impacted his mental health. I maintain we do not do enough in this country to help people who battle depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder type ailments. And and Ben Simmons very clearly has had dark days. I want to make sure that he's healthy off the floor. I, I it, There's a lot of me that just doesn't care if he plays basketball again. But from a basketball perspective, Ben Simmons is an elite defender. Ben Simmons is a guy that you can put on Kevin Durant and say, limit him. And Ben Simmons will do that job. Ben Simmons is a guy that you can put at the elbow and say, attack the basket. Ben Simmons is a guy that you can design a play with seven seconds to go and say, hey, get the ball to Ben Simmons. 
be in the corner. He's going to drive and kick to you in the corner because he's so good at finishing. The team will collapse on him and you'll be open for a three. Yeah. I would love Ben Simmons in this offense. The issue is he's making a hell of a lot of money. And I don't see how, unless you offload Rudy Gobert's contract, that you're able to go and get him. But you, you know what, Aliyah and Kel? I actually absolutely agree with you that Ben Simmons is a good fit yeah. on this team. He is the kind of player that you need. I wish he could shoot. And he's young enough that you would think that he he can develop that. I I would have no problem with Ben Simmons on this team, Jake. Yeah, and I, and I you know the only the only thing that we're different on the only thing I disagree there with is the, the development of the shot. Like we've seen him trying to develop it, but the, the his motion with it is just so awkward. It's just very it's just unnatural the way the way the way you know he goes about shooting a basketball. And so I think you know to to sign him with the expectation if that if a team were to do that I just think it's silly to sign him with the expectation that someday he'll develop I, I just don't think any team would ever do that I think you just have to sign him with the expectation that he's a transition player who can play really good defense and can support your the scores you already have on your team that's what I think he's good at yeah I don't disagree with that at all uh JW says reports out stating Ingles now with the Bucks house with the Sixers well they're not reports those contracts yeah. are done yeah. Um, Joe Ingles is a Milwaukee Buck, and Daniel House is on a three-year deal in in Philadelphia. Daniel House got paid by the by the the Jazz. He rehabbed his image. He rehabbed his belief around the league, um, his perception, and your value is what people perceive you to be. And Daniel House, no doubt, made money. Um, you know, being a a a Utah jazz man. Uh, Scott Williams says, I hope Ben Simmons is not watching this show and you're saying he has mental illness. Ben Simmons has said he is dealing with a yeah. mental illness. I mean, it's not some secret, man. What, what are we What yeah. are we talking about? Uh, Tanner Plummer says, side note, Zion Williamson just got a max extension. The extension goes till 2028. Personally, I think the Pelicans made a mistake here. I don't think they had they had any choice. I was reading the Sam the Shams tweet. New Orleans Pelicans star Zion Williamson nearing a five-year rookie max. With two hundred and thirty-one million dollars, the commitment will take Williamson's new deal through twenty-seven twenty-eight, according to uh, Shams. I, I don't know that the Pelicans had another option, um, because I think the thing that we've seen is that Zion Williamson is now in elite shape. I mean, he is in excellent condition by all accounts. The video that you know we've seen of him playing ball without his shirt on, he is trim. He looks like an NBA basketball player now. Um, so he's got to stay healthy though. The ankles, the knees, like the, the repeated issues yeah. with his lower body have got to stop. And he's a guy who's not always been dedicated. And the question now becomes, Hey, Zion, what's your brand? Because you're not selling that many shoes for Nike. You're somebody that's been accused of being unprofessional and out of shape. Well, now we just handed you over $200 million. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. And what are you going to be on the floor? And my question is, is is Zion Williamson dedicated to being one of the best players of his generation? Because if he is, it's over. This money is cheap. This is a discount. If Zion Williamson's going to apply himself. Mm -hmm. I don't know that you can say that. He's got to stop talking. He's got to get his ass out on the floor and do the job. Yeah, and my know? biggest issue with the Zion situation is, once again, he's another guy that can't shoot the basketball. Like, I mean, he he, he has a better shot than, you know, Giannis, per But se. he's improving. I mean, he may be improving, but he's not. I, I would not have paid Zion Williamson. I don't think he's worth the money. I would I have traded think, him. I don't think he's I would earned have traded it. Him. That's my biggest problem. I don't think he's earned it, and you've changed this roster enough where you don't need him now. Well, he certainly has not earned it. Yeah. I, I would agree with you on that. 
yet. He just hasn't played enough to earn yeah. it. But the problem is you're very close to being a contender in the West. Like the New Orleans Pelicans are a team that should be, you know, I would guess if he's healthy all season, which who knows, but let's go best case scenario. The New Orleans Pelicans could be a top six team in the West. Yeah, like fourth or fifth is what I would. I mean, they could be a top six team. And yeah. if you're, if you're, you know, and let's say top five, you, you could have home court advantage in the NBA playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's that's significant. That building, the lollipop, milkshake, whatever it is, frosty freeze your mom. Just so you can go to Pound Town Center. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being a jerk about that. Uh, but the home court advantage in New Orleans is pretty damn good. Yeah. So... For my money, I, I I think that if he's plugged in, this is a very good deal for them. This is a very good deal. Knicks for Life says, what's the uh, value of Zion's max? $231 million. Bro. That's a Come lot on, of scratch, dude. bro. Um, you know? Come Jake on. R., good morning to you. Ben Simmons comes to Utah and the whole state starts chanting Rookie of the Year every time Donnie touches the ball. That would be amazing. You know? That would be amazing. Um, Williamson said after the season, uh, according to Shams, Zion Williamson said, quote, I couldn't sign it fast enough. Well, he didn't wait very long. Fast. Didn't wait very long. By the way, also Gary Payton the second, uh, GP two yeah. uh, is going to be a Portland trailblazer on a three year, $28 million deal. I think we heard rumors of that yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that comes to fruition. Uh, Erich Devera, Utah scenario with Gobert contract and team structure is sad, but two teams far worse in Portland and Pelicans. Dame will have to pick either be loyal or get a ring. Not happening in Portland. Well, the funny thing is about that, Erich. Anybody remember that Dame tweeted out of a, a graphic of him and Kevin Durant in Portland Trailblazer uniform? Yes, he did. Yes, he Just did. Saying. Yes, like, he did. And then there's wars.com. Yeah, <laughs> stranger things have happened. Seriously, right? man. But, I mean, yeah, Brian Windhorst on ESPN yesterday is talking about how the Lakers could be a serious contender to pick up both Kyrie and KD. Yeah. I don't know. I look at I look at all these all these rumors. Yes. Who knows where he's going to go? And that's why I say you can't. I don't know where you, he's you're going. You're not going to be operating right now. You have to wait until the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Brooklyn Nets saga ends so that you know what you're working with. That that That's the whole point here is that you can't make deals unless you know what teams have to offer. Yeah. Giggity says, Ben, my neck, my back, my neck, my back, Simmons. You well, are what you are. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Tony. I mean, you are what you are, man. You know, I mean, that's it's not the easiest thing to deal with if you're Ben Simmons. I mean, he has got a lot of proving to do. I would assume yes, he does. for somebody that has openly talked about, you know, dealing with panic attacks and anxiety and depression, like the the pressure must be immense yeah. on Ben Simmons. Like, I have a lot of empathy for that. That is, you know, I am fortunate that I have not dealt with depression very much in my life. Um, I have not. Knock on wood, I've not had to deal with mental health issues. I know so many people in my sphere that have. And it's crippling at times. It is absolutely crippling. Well, and I think everybody's, you know, cut differently. We're all made yes. differently. And I think that, you know, it's funny. We're, we're sitting here talking about Kevin Durant. Obviously, he's the center of the basketball world right now. He's well known. He's notorious for for being soft emotionally about like Twitter and yeah. having thin skin and people hating on him and and I just think that 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 the Twitter Twitter is a cesspool of haters. Like let's be really clear on that. Yes. But at the same Absolutely. time, I think when you're an NBA player, 
you know what you're signing up for. Well, you know, and that's the tough part. It's funny. Mrs. Monty um, used leather straps to put me on the couch the other night. Whoa. Um, Whoa. You know, Whoa. And she forced me to watch uh, the David Letterman Netflix show, which I love. She didn't force me. It's a great. Program. What is it? I, I don't have to introduce my next guest or whatever. Yeah, introducing my next guest or whatever it's called. Um, she said Mrs. That, Monty no, would no, like we're to correct get in an early contribution. Yes, here. go ahead. My next guest needs no introduction. Same, Same thing. Who's counting? Come me. on. Anyway. Come on. Um, he had Kevin Durant on his show this season, and it was a Brooklyn Nets love affair. Yeah. And it was a really good interview listening to Kevin Durant talk about it. I mean, it just was. I, I You know what? And I know that this is not probably going to be the most popular sentiment today. Yeah. Um, but again, I just would tell you that um, guys like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, guys like Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Jokic, they run this league. Yeah. Devin Booker and Nikola Jokic, Carl Anthony Towns, they're going to make $50 million a year. Every year, they're going to make $50 million at least. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a ton of money. But when we talk about Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is, I think, arguably the best basketball player in the world right now. And he's earned the money he's making. Yeah. And he's earned the right to say, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this anymore in Brooklyn. Yeah. I want out of Brooklyn. Well, and I think a lot of people are are sort of are sort of sticking that to him a little bit too. Like, like, hey, di like, are you surprised that you wasted three years of your career in Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving? Are Are you surprised that that Kyrie Irving is is behaving in the in the manner that he is? Are Are you surprised that 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 a guy who who would not get the thing that we're not allowed to talk about because YouTube will take our video down? Are you surprised that Kyrie wouldn't wouldn't get that at that time when it was going on in the world? Are, are, are you surprised that Kyrie Irving acted selfishly when he's always been known as a selfish player? That's what I think people are a little bit surprised about with Kevin Durant. And, and to, what I would say to Kevin Durant is, hey, man, your prime is coming to an end. Like, you have probably, what, three, maybe four seasons left at this level. Like, you need to do your winning, man. You need to get to a place that is not the Golden State Warriors, and you need to win a championship. You need to write your legacy. Because right now, and I'm going to keep saying this until I'm blue in the face, and I'm a Kevin Durant guy, have been since he was at Texas. Like, Kevin Durant is known as a ring chaser. He has not won a title uh, on his own, in his own build, like, with his own team. Steph has done it. Braun has done it. Like, all the other guys have done it. But Kevin Durant hasn't done that yet, and he needs to get that done. And that's why I say yeah. it's time to get moving if you're Kevin Durant. Yeah, uh, one one team. Where does Kevin Durant play next season? Phoenix. I think he wants to go to Phoenix. The problem is is that I, I don't think that, that – uh, well, I don't think. I know Phoenix came out and said they're not going to – Get, you know, acquire Kevin without book. So, you know, I, I think it's, 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 well, it's tough. And again, I want to clarify these rules. Devin Booker cannot be traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. They already have a rookie max extension on their roster as in, which is why when we talk about, by the way, all this Ben Simmons stuff, we were being theoretical. Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell couldn't be on the same roster. Right. Because they both are on rookie max. Damn extensions. rules. But, if you are the Phoenix Suns, what they essentially said yesterday is we're not trading Devin Booker in order to have Kevin Durant on the roster. So in a three-team scenario, they're not going to send Devin Booker to the Lakers so Kevin Durant can be a son. They're not going to do that. And I think I think that's exactly right. And now, by the way, with his Supermax he signed, he can't be traded for a calendar year. Mm -hmm. So he is – Devin Booker is going to play for the Suns this but, year. But, I mean, if you're the Suns, let's, let's you know, say that – 
even if they could trade Devin Booker, would you trade Book head up Absolutely for, for Kevin? Not. Absolutely not. I, I would not. I think Kevin Durant, and if we're truth-telling on Kevin Durant, and you know our thing on this show is we're the truth in Salt Lake Sports Talk. Yeah. The truth about Kevin Durant is you can't count on him. He, You cannot count on him committing to you long-term. Whether you are whether you are the Golden State Warriors or the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving screwed the Brooklyn Nets. Let's be honest about yeah. it. Yeah, those two said we want to play together and we want to do that in your building. And Kyrie Irving has been nothing short of an abject failure as a Brooklyn Net. Mm-hmm. Nothing short of it. Mm-hmm. And the real issue is is that Kevin Durant pulled the ripcord here, Fast. and he and Kyrie Irving are very close friends. So they screwed the Brooklyn Nets. You cannot count on Kevin Durant. This whole thing where he ring chased, I don't have a problem with that. This whole thing where he demands a trade, I have a problem with that. (coughs) You committed to playing for the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets went out and did everything you told them to do. It was an abject failure, and now you're saying you want to leave. I don't. I would not trade Devin Booker, one of the brightest young stars in this league, for Kevin Durant because I can't count on Kevin Durant. It's not that Kevin's not an elite player. I, I think he's the best player in the world. That's my opinion. But I can't count on him to be here, and that's my single biggest issue with Kevin Durant. His talent is unquestioned. We had a big debate this week on the show of would I add Kyrie Irving on my team? I would. Not at the expense of a Devin Booker or a Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Because I can't count on Kyrie Irving to be the guy. Why is Kyrie Irving trying so hard to force his way back to L.A.? Because he doesn't have to be the guy in L.A., right? This whole thing imploded because Kyrie Irving wouldn't get the shot that we can't talk about on this show. Mm -hmm. And it caused resentment in that locker room. And by some accounts, that's why James Harden's no longer in Brooklyn. And you can say a lot of things about James Harden. He played on one leg in the playoffs. He tried his level best to make it work in Brooklyn, and it just didn't work. Now, Final. Is, is his reputation intact? No, certainly not. But what did James Harden do? James Harden opted out of his deal to give Philly flexibility. And in my mind, what Kyrie Irving did is trash. Like opting in and saying, okay, we'll see you in the fall. It, like, screw you, man. Like, yeah. you're, it, like... Mr. Fucking vaccination genius scientific expert, you fucking That's asshole. the truth. That's what he the, is. I mean, that's the truth. What he is. My point in all of this is, this is a player's league. But when you ask me if I would trade Kevin Durant for my best young player, no, I would not. Because I don't know that Kevin Durant will be there in two years. It's a great point. That's the, that's the biggest issue. And a guy like Devin Booker, in my mind, again, I'm a, for those of you that are new to the show, I'm a huge Devin Booker fan. Um, I'm a big believer. My basketball philosophy is, hey, I'm a fan of players, not teams. Right. I grew up in Chicago. I'm a huge Chicago Bulls fan. But my guy's Devin Booker. I think he's one of the best young players in basketball. I love watching him play. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade him for Kevin Durant. I don't know what it would take for me to trade Devin Booker. I really don't. That's why I value Don so much. I don't know what it would take for me to trade Donovan Mitchell. I, I, I honestly do not. I have no idea. What that would take. Yeah. All right. Aaliyah and Kel sent me $4.99 on YouTube. Thank you. Where's the other penny? Where's the other penny? It's probably going to Kevin Durant's new contract. That's a good point. Um, Sending you guys a free agency bag. Discover you guys last week and here live for the first time. Much love. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that. that so much. And I do appreciate the tip. I just am I'm kidding with you. But thank you so much for the tip. You know, if you guys... 
If you don't know how this works, there's a little dollar sign at the bottom of the screen. You can always send us tips. It means your comment gets read first and put on the screen. And we oh, as soon as you do that, we always leave that for you. So we appreciate that. Knicks for Life says, Kawhi Leonard is my favorite player in the league. He leads his team to rings. Wish he could stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, the Joe Does Ingles he even play basketball anymore? I'm not sure because I haven't seen any, uh, Kawhi Leonard on a basketball court in two years. Well, he's playing one-on-one and four-on-four pickup. So, wow. And by all accounts, he could have played in the playoffs, but they didn't want to risk see, it. see, here's the difference, and I think this is a really important difference. Kawhi's done his winning. Like, yes. the Raptors ring solidified Kawhi as, as a complete savage. Like, but be honest about it. It's one of the greatest shots in the history ever, of the NBA. Ever, that, that shot over Joel Embiid ever. in the corner for Toronto yes. that hit the rim five times yes, was, was amazing. Ever. I, I mean, mean, that's... It just... It just he had his moment, and I and I and I just don't think that you can replicate that. Like that's why I say for Kevin Durant right now, you 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 have to correct your legacy here. And I don't know that he cares about that, to be quite honest. Like as much as maybe some of us do. I think that's a huge question. You know, does I think he that's even a huge care? Question. I don't know. I don't think it makes him a bad person but if he doesn't. I, I I if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, you you probably saw that I put the. Uh, picture of the uh, New York Post up from this morning. Mm -hmm. And they're crushing him today. Yeah. And the thing that I say about that is Kevin Durant doesn't care what you think. Mm -hmm. And the moment in this life that you start acting on your passion and you start making decisions based on what you think is best and not based on what other people think, you're going to live a much happier, freer, more confident, successful existence. Yeah. And Kevin Durant is doing that, and I, I think it's great. Alex Chacon, good morning to you. Wouldn't teaming KD and Book together be the point of the Suns trading for KD? You would think so, but the the other question is, what are the Phoenix Suns capable of willing to give up? Well, you know what I think they're willing to give up? I think they're willing to give up K- Mikhail Bridges. I think they're willing to give up Cam Johnson. I think they they I, I was told yesterday point blank that the Nets have no interest in DeAndre Ayton. Um, and by the way, that'd be a sign-in trade, and what would that do? Well, that'd hard cap the 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 Nets. Um, so I don't think that that's even an option. Yeah. My feeling is that it's going to take four first-round picks, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and another player Dude. to get that done. And I think that's a lot to give up, but if I'm the Suns, I would do that. And by the way, if you're the Suns, this group of guys has already shown you they can't win a championship. I mean, they've been there and they failed. Now it was their first one. So you got to, I mean, there's definitely, you know, some of that, but I just think that you can't, you just can't say no to the opportunity to have Kevin Durant Devin Booker and Chris Paul on the same team. Yeah. You, you just can't. That's not, you just won't do that. Yep. Uh, Big Mac says, beat a broken Warriors super team. Well, certainly. <laughs> That's so flawed, though. I mean, what I do don't know. Mean? You know, like, I, I think when you look at that, the history of that Warriors team, Kawhi Leonard beat, beat a, oh. you know, but it doesn't matter if, it doesn't matter that the Lakers won in the bubble. They won in the bubble. They're, they're NBA champions. Yeah. Like I, I don't think you can go back and revise history like that. I, I think that's tough. Uh, Tanner says, should we add Luka and Jokic uh, be added to, uh, to the team, Jeremy? I must have missed what he said. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, besides Zion and Harden, who else are we adding to the first team all NBA fat team? CJ Miles? CJ tends to run thick. Um, 
I don't think you add Jokic. I certainly don't. I mean, Jokic is in Jokic really good is shape. Jokic is dad bod, dude. Yeah. yeah, but he's he's in good shape. He's not fat, but he's also not ripped. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, in He's in plenty fine shape to do what he needs to do, clearly. Yeah, I don't know who else the other big all, bodies. All, all NBA first-team fat ass is going to be Zion, uh, Luka. Uh, but Bobby Portis has day. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis had that rear end, you know, trailer hitch and stuff. 18-wheeler to... You know. Okay, let's move on. Aries um, <laughs> Devera says, Kawhi has done the dream team, uh, has done the dream of every clutch. 3-2-1 clock fade away three versus yes. best player. Oh, yes, yeah. dude. Absolutely. Yes. For the win! Yes, like, yeah, dude. How many times have Come we done on, that man. at Mazda Fitness? Are Come you on, kidding man. me? I mean, every kid in their driveway does that. Come on. Uh, Jeremy says, oh, they're close for sure. Jokic definitely would have been two or three years ago. Yeah, then he went through the body transformation. Yeah. CJ Miles was skinny fat. Is, you know. Uh, John Mulvanian, that's, that's the nice thing about Rudy and Mitchell. They both uh, are pretty durable. Ooh, I don't know. Is Don durable? Mm. He misses a lot of time. And the and even when he doesn't miss time, he plays injured often. Yes, often he does. Often with the ankle, with the – and Rudy's had knee issues. And I think Rudy's been pretty durable. Yeah, Every, he has. He's played a lot of ball. Dude. Except the games that matter most against Dallas. So, you know. Well, that was a statement game. Yeah. I mean, I think he set out to make prove a point. Yeah. But I think – I don't love that guys like Don are always playing injured. Mm-hmm. I, I really I really don't. Uh J Dog uploads says shoes shake my day. Hey man. Heat, fire, you know. Yeah, dude. It is what it is. Josh Lovern says KD was finals MVP for Golden State. I think that's a big omission in the general KD bashing. He was the best player on that team that year. Kevin Durant's the best player on pretty much every team he plays for. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why there there's there's a lot of that, coach. I don't disagree with that. I mean I think a lot of people forget that he was a very good player on a very well, good and, team. And let's not forget, Draymond just came out and admitted they don't beat the 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 Cavs that one year without him. So, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, Alex Chacon says they got a first for Royce. Can Danny get the same for Conley? Boy, that'd be a miracle. That'd be a miracle. That's Brad tough. says no because his contract is too big, so they won't give a first for a $20 million player. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Tanner Plummer says, is dad bod the same as being fat, though? It is not. Not even close. Not even close. Come on. All NBA first team fat ass is funny. It is. That's funny. That. That's right off. The, that's some of my best material. Hullabilly says Bruce Brown or TJ Warren would be nice on this team. TJ Warren's hurt too much. Yeah. He just can't play because he's never healthy. Bruce Brown would be a nice contributor. Bruce Brown would be a nice yeah. pickup for this team. Yeah. If you slide Bruce Brown into Royce's spot, I'm good. Yeah, that's I'm cool. Good. I'm good. You know. Um, all right. Make sure you give us a like. I see that there's almost 300 people uh, on the show today. Um, please give us a thumbs up and a like. We really appreciate that. It helps the the show grow. Uh, one round left sends us two bucks. What's up, my man? Good to see you. He says, I still believe a tank isn't necessary. Do you? The Utah Jazz should absolutely not be tanking. And they're no. not. And they're not. And I've had this exact conversation uh, one round left with a, my Jazz guy. Um, and he said very clearly, this team needs a roster reconstruction. That is very different than a tank. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're going to build around Don. And that's why I think, again, not to keep belaboring the Rudy Gobert trade point, Toronto makes a hell of a lot of sense. If you get OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr., and I know we've talked about that trade for months and months. Yeah. If you get Gary Trent Jr. and OG Ananobi, that's a really good start to replacing what you lose in Rudy. You also would have money to go and add further depth. 
The thing when you talk about tanking is getting rid of everybody. They're not doing that. I really hope that there's a scenario where Boyan Bogdanovich can still be here. I don't think so because of that $19 million number and he's going to be a free agent. I would love to see Boyan be on this team for one more year. Yeah. Because I think he brings... Everything he doesn't do with lateral movement and athleticism... He's a guy that wants to make the big three. Bojan. He didn't, but he's a guy that wants to. Well, and I don't think, with all due respect to the Utah Jazz, they haven't exactly put him in the best position to do his basketballing. I mean, you're, I would you're agree. talking about somebody who gets, you know, one night he was getting like 15, 20 touches. Another night he's getting like three touches. So it's just not, you know, it just wasn't the best situation for, for Boyan. But I have to agree with you. I think one more season and putting the right guys in conjunction with him could really yield some nice results. Yep, totally agree. All right, uh, $1 Birdman says nobody wants to stay and play in Utah. It's hard to argue with that when you see a lot of guys, um, you know, being traded. But I think this group of guys loves being in Utah. I do. I think Donovan Mitchell, I, we need to stop this thing where Donovan Mitchell's demanding a trade. Yeah. Because I have been told repeatedly he has never demanded a trade. Never. And this situation with Miami, as I talked about, and again, I will just report a, the, the, the things that I was told yesterday, is that Miami has inquired about Donovan Mitchell. Um, I am unaware that they have put a specific trade offer forward. Um, somebody, somebody sent me a tweet of something or somebody that said that they had, um, you know, sent a trade package that might well have been the only team I know that sent a specific package is the New York Knicks mm -hmm. and they didn't even consider it. And the jazz yesterday again, told me that Miami, New York and Philadelphia have called and they have been aggressive about it. And the Utah Jazz have said Donovan Mitchell's not available. Yeah. We're not entertaining that conversation. And the only way that they would entertain that conversation if Donovan Mitchell came to the Utah Jazz and said, hey, I want to be traded. And he has not done that. So there is no reason to believe uh, that Don will do that. And I think when we talk about whether or not guys want to be here and whether or not guys want to be in, in Utah, I think there's some truth to that, but I think it's largely overblown. Right. Every professional athlete that I know, and I know dozens that, that love it here, every professional athlete I know loves being in Utah, whether that is guys like Kalani and Witt, okay, they played at Utah and BYU. Okay, great. Whether it's hockey players, whether it is NBA players, yeah. whether it is minor league baseball tra players trying to find their way to the Salt Lake Bees, guys love living here. It's not an issue of it's a bad place to live. The issue is is that activism is a problem. And there's a lot of corners of the state of Utah that don't want to hear black men speak about um, political issues. They don't want to hear about critical race theory. They want to hear about you hitting game-winning three-pointers. Yeah, And that's unfortunate. And I think the shut up and dribble culture is alive and well in Utah. And I think that's the larger issue. And for my money, I think until that's solved, I, I do think that that's that's a talking point. Alex Chacon again says, I wish my fellow Jazz fans would stop trying to run Don out of town. Players like him don't grow on trees. It's exactly right. Well I, I agree with that a hundo P. Uh, Aliyah and Kel said, how much would the prime Kobe's, LeBron's, and Jordan's make on max deals? Oh, my God. Kobe would be 60 million plus. Could you imagine? I mean, the the whatever the highest available contract is, he'd be making it. Yeah. I mean, Michael Jordan, well, I he think did. His, he did. In his day, he did. I yeah, remember, I think yeah. his I think Michael Jordan's golden parachute was $30 million. His final and year with the Bulls. And in that time, that was that was, that your was 50 astronomical. $60 million number, yeah.
you know. Uh, Nick Yak says, tanking before the season started? How the F stupid? Yeah, it is. It is really stupid. And I just don't think they need to do it. Like, it's not that's not the position the Utah Jazz are in. Uh, again, you <laughs> didn't bring Danny Ainge in just to tank. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Jeremy Bolton says, Aliyah and Kel, you're stealing those questions from Tanner Plummer. Guys, guys, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, how much would Jeff Malone make in the modern NBA? <laughs> Um, if Greg Ostertag was on a max deal, what would that pay him? <laughs> Go Cougs. Wow. Uh, I, what? Uh, Jordan Nelson says VW is worth a planned tank, in my opinion. Well, could that, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of sense in that, but not for the Utah Jazz. Kyle Fire, Fire, Fire. Uh, it's hor it's a horrible fit. He doesn't want to be there, and Utah fans don't want him. Who are you talking about, Kyle? Uh, Holabilly says Kobe, 81 million a year, dude. Seriously. Yeah. That's a value deal. Yeah. Neville 93. My guy, where What's you up, been Neville? Neville? Good What's to up, see you, bud. He says, uh, who do you guys think the Utah jazz are going to go for now that we have cap space? They're going to make a trade. They're going to make a trade. And there was some thought that they almost had a deal done. And I think that got derailed by the Kevin Durant news. Yeah. I think they, I'm guessing I was not told I am guessing that they they were close on a on a Rudy Gobert deal yesterday. I think they were close. Y'all feel me? Because I had people from Toronto calling me saying, "Hey, uh, yo, ho, you you know." Yeah. Like, and that's like when you, and that happens on a pretty regular basis. Frankly, I talk to a lot of people around the league, mm -hmm. and you you can you can kind of read the tea leaves. And I felt like the tea leaves were saying that the Jazz were close on a big one yesterday. Yeah. And I think the Kevin Durant news, you know. Blew that up. Yeah. John Mulvanian says John Stockton was a bargain, probably. Uh, Kyle Spire says, I'm talking about Donovan. Um, and Kyle's other um, other comment was, it's a horrible fit. He doesn't want to be there, and Utah fans don't want him. I completely disagree. Yeah. I think that there is a small vocal minority who would rather have Rudy over Don. And I actually don't agree that, Ru that Don doesn't want to be here. I don't. I've talked to people close to him. I've talked to people at the Jazz. He has never said he doesn't want to be here. He has never said he doesn't like being That's here. That's my point. That's what my point's always been. Notice yeah. that Don has never blatantly come out and either said it through his agent or said it directly himself that he doesn't want to be here, yet all we ever hear is, oh, Don doesn't want to be here. Like, stop speaking for the guy. When he doesn't want to be yeah. here, you'll know. Totally agree. Okay, please, if you're here watching the show and you haven't, give us a thumbs up. Uh, it really helps the channel grow. Just hit that like button below. Appreciate that. Uh, let's move on and get into uh, this USC and UCLA deal because this is a big flipping deal. If you did not hear the news yesterday, amongst a day of incredible news in the sports world, USC and UCLA shocked the Pac-12 by announcing that they are leaving the conference in 2024 to join the Big Ten. And reports immediately surfaced that other schools and Pac-10 management or Pac-12 management, excuse me, um, had no idea this was coming, that this was absolutely covert, done under the radar. And you got to believe that because I have never seen a situation in a, in a major college football conference like this where teams like, I don't know, Texas and Oklahoma, the Big 12 knew they were leaving. And knew for a long time that they were leaving. I mean, hell, we reported back in 2013 um, or 2014, I guess it was, that Texas and USC were trying to form a super conference. This has been long in the works. The, the yeah. Pac-12 did this to themselves. But let's be real clear on something. 
the biggest culprits and the biggest institutions responsible for the failure of the Pac-12, uh, it's USC and UCLA. Not, not because of what they did yesterday, but because for the last decade, you have been a joke on the football field. You have not been good. Since Reggie Bush stayed in the house for free and never had NIL money, and right. the scandal happened, and you said that they didn't win the championship that they won, and Pete Carroll left, USC has been an abject failure. You're firing coaches on runways. You're not winning games. You're not developing talent. Clay Helton's soft and a hell of a nice guy. Should have never been the guy at USC. USC has been bad at footballing for a decade. That's why this conference is failing. And you finally hire Lincoln Riley. You finally get back to having a huge dong and you're slapping it on the table. Yeah. Now you leave for the big, the big 10. The reason this conference is failing is because Chip Kelly's failed at UCLA. Holy Bob Toledo, UCLA's bad at football. Yeah. Holy Bob Toledo, UCLA and USC haven't won a thing in basketball, it feels like, in who knows how long. USC and UCLA are the reasons the Pac-12 is failing. Oregon's done its job, right? Utah certainly has done its job. Washington has done its job. Where's USC and UCLA been? The mighty LA schools, the untouchables, the Trojans, fight on. You can't, you can't leave the conference and blame the conference. And don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying that Larry Scott's not a shitbag who's a terrible commissioner and did irreparable harm to the, the Pac-12. He did. He did. But USC and UCLA are far more of a reason that the Pac-12 is failing than Larry Scott is. Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of sitting here kowtowing to USC and UCLA. Oh, because they play in LA and it's the Rose Bowl and it's the Coliseum and Reggie Bush's mom and Matt Leinart in the hot tub with the hose. That's I don't every day. win a football game. Yeah. Win a football game of consequence, win the conference, go to the bowl playoff, go to the bowl playoff series, go to the college football playoff, win some championships, then go bang hose in the hot tub. That's out of the window. <clears throat> I Man, feel better. That was that was clutch. That, I mean, that was I impressive. That was truly impressive. I feel much, much better. But yeah, I, you know, all jokes aside, I completely agree. I think that, you know, we had a conversation, man, must have been a couple months ago on the show about how, you know, USC was this great program and if they can get Lincoln and if they can do these things that that they're going to they're going to be, you know, again, back to their winning ways and I've maintained for a minute that I just don't think USC has been particularly impressive in any way, shape, or form since those days that you were referencing. I just don't think it's been like I'm no who nobody is scared of How USC. How many disappointing quarterbacks have come and gone at, at USC since Matt Liner? With days? all due respect to BYU, it shouldn't even be a conversation that BYU can compete with USC with everything that USC has to work with, and yet BYU is still competing with you. That's it's, a problem. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I just, again, I feel for the rest of the teams in this conference because they relied on Kevin Durant. Oh, wait. I mean, they relied on U.S. US see what it what yeah, I, question. Anyway, the correlation. <laughs> because they relied on USC and UCLA. Yeah. And really more to the point, USC. And, again, I look at Utah. This is a critical moment in time for the Utah Utes football program. And that's why your president and athletic director released a statement yesterday saying, hey, we're on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't see any other response than joining the Big 12. Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, the door's open. Like, if, if there was ever going to be yeah. a time, like, this is the time. Yeah, you know, I, I just don't – I don't see how you fix this if you're the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is dead. 
Yeah. It's over. You're not going to get a right steal done. You're not going to get a TV deal done. The Big 12 is far more attractive. Yeah. You have a situation where the Pac-12 already has relationships with Fox. The Big 12 has relationships with Fox. You have properties now coming into the league like BYU that absolutely raise your raise your level of visibility that puts you on ESPN. You have a chance here if you're the Big 12 to replace Texas and Oklahoma. Does Oregon and Washington replace Texas and Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Probably not. And frankly, Oregon and Washington have already applied, according to sources, to the Big Ten to try and get into the Big Ten, which is is probably going to take a couple of weeks to happen. Yeah. I think if if you have access to add at least two of these remaining teams, if you can get Utah, certainly. Um, I look across the, the other corners of this conference. Um, if you can get Utah and one other team, I would absolutely do that. Well, what are we not saying? We're, what we're not saying is that is that in the Big 12, if you can get Utah, the Utah-BYU situation would be absolutely fire for your conference. If I can get, and you know, best case scenario, and this is just my opinion, if I can get the Arizona schools, Arizona State and Arizona, if I can get Utah, yeah. and if I can get Oregon State, I'm doing that if I'm the Big 12. Because I automatically add, what do I add in that scenario? I add a game, and let's surmise that Washington and Oregon go to the Big Ten. Let's just surmise that Washington and Oregon go to the Big Ten. I add a heated rivalry in Arizona and ASU in the Territorial Cup. I add Oregon and Oregon State, which is a really good, really good rivalry. I add Utah and BYU, which I think is still the best rivalry in college football. I am upping my profile. I am upping my viewership. I am upping my footprint. This puts me in a position where I can be the third biggest conference in college athletics behind the SEC and the Big Ten. I don't know why the Big 12 wouldn't do this. This Mm -hmm. is the perfect rebound, in my opinion, to add those schools to your portfolio and now go win some football games and now go compete for a national championship. And the momentum is there. And that's why I say, like, when you have teams like USC and UCLA going to the Big 10 to play against teams like Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan, like, you have these big brands that now are playing in that conference – with the Pac-12 just purging teams, it seems like, the Big 12, like, the time is now. The iron is hot. Strike. Go and get it done, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just see I just see opportunity knocking. Yeah. I, I, the, the On Big so 12, many levels. The Big 12 and the Big 10 have a real opportunity. If And listen, if I'm the Big 10, I'm trying to get Oregon, Washington, Washington State, and Oregon State. I'm trying to bring those rivalries into my conference. That gives me a footprint in the Pacific Northwest. That gives me a footprint in Southern California. It gives me a footprint throughout the middle of the country, obviously. And yeah. It gives me a footprint on the East Coast. And I think... If you are the Big Ten, that's probably the right play. Mm-hmm. Your schools are going to make $100 million each. I mean, that there is nobody losing in that situation. And then if you're the Big 12, take those rivalries and bring them into your conference. I, if I'm the Big 12, I strike right now. Because you don't want to wait. If you're the Big 12, you don't want to wait for the Big Ten to go make a move. Yeah, I, I just don't think you do. It, it, this is, again, just like Kevin Durant. If I'm the Big 12, I'm calling Oregon and Washington and saying, come be my flagship schools right now. By the way, if you're any of these schools in the Pac-12, whether you're looking at the Big 12 or the Big 10, whatever you know opportunity that, that you might like, what does this do 
to help your odds of getting into the college football playoff. Man. Because that's the other conversation here that I feel like isn't really— I think really, it's huge. Like, I don't feel like a lot of people nationally are talking about that. Everyone wants to talk about conference ramifications and TV deals and money. But what about if you're USC? What about if you're UCLA? Like, you got to get going here. You got to get to the college football playoff at some point. Yeah, I agree. By the way, Ricky Rubio, former Jazz man, uh, reaches an agreement with the Cleveland Cavaliers on a uh, three-year, $18 million deal. So, Ricky Rubio back go. to Cleveland. Um, let's get some of your thoughts in here. Uh, let's see. BB says, is that why Conley is still a jazz man? Could be, could be the Kevin Durant trade kind of has everything on hold. Jeremy Bolton says, and if Utah wants to join the big 12, they have to wait 10 years and BYU gets to tell them their best option is to join the mountain West. Well, don't think that's lost on people, Jeremy Bolton, because it is so interesting. The arrogance, and I think Utah fans would, would, would admit this. They have been incredibly arrogant and we're your Pac-12 daddies. You're team down south. You know, go eat at Mobetta's, you know. Sometimes I think I just say shit. Sample what comes out of my mouth. This is Pac-12 country. Right. Well, now what? Well, now what? I might have been overstating the case a little bit. Uh, congratulations on going to the Rose Bowl. Congratulations on the Pac-12 championship. Uh, all right, we'll see you guys in the Mountain least. <coughs> Peace out, bro. <coughs> like... The irony, the irony is not lost. Yes. The arrogance, the messaging, the bullying, the, hey, this is Pac-12 country. Look at our billboard. I'm the best there is. Look at our billboard. You know, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. The Nye guy says the Westminster College to Pac-12. Wait, they don't have a football team. They can join on rowing. Um, rowing. Cam Harrison says Ute fans were right. Uh, number 10 is coming. The Pac-10 that is. Exactly. Sean Mirzinski says they've heard Washington was denied, not confirmed, though. I don't know. I think from what I saw yesterday from Pete Thamel, um, and I think SI had it too, Oregon and Washington have submitted applications to the Big Ten, and the Big Ten is going to reconvene and consider those. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see as we talk about uh, USC and UCLA. Uh, going to the uh, Big Ten. Uh, Tristam West says, where is a major pushback for this move? The entire country was in an uproar when Texas and Oklahoma left for the SEC. Totally. Hey, thank you, Lorenzo Miranda sends us $10 in a tip. Thank you, Thanks. Lorenzo. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Sean Mirzinski says, same with Oregon State. Uh, honestly, Cal and Stanford should just get rid of their football teams. No, Stanford football is... Stanford football is very good. But see, like, they're one of the victims of the Pac-12. Like, they're they not, are. they don't have USC branding. You know, the, the last time that anyone gave a damn about Stanford when, was when Bryce Love was trying to get a, a Heisman Trophy. Well, like, do you guys also understand how small Stanford is as a university? Like, Stanford is not a big school. Well, it is a very small institution of higher learning legitimately. Cal is a different story. Cal should be better at everything they do, and they just aren't. But then again, that's the California education system at, yeah. at its finest. You know, uh, Lorenzo Miranda says, love the show. Never stop. Appreciate you, Lorenzo. Thank you. Uh, Tanner Plummer says uh, the BYU fan base is about to get even more arrogant after BYU joins the Big 12 one year from today. Truth. Well, Truth. You know, there is uh, there is no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that make sure you give us a thumbs up and a like appreciate everybody being here this morning um, every morning. Generally, and by the way, 
Big changes are coming to the show. Like there's a lot of like Big Twelve type changes, you know? No, more like Big Ten type changes. Okay, got it. Got Hundred million dollar changes. Yes, yes. Okay. If the equipment works, right? Um, so we appreciate you guys <laughs> tuning in. We love talking NBA. We love we on this show. A lot of people ask us, you know, what we talk about. We talk a lot of football. We talk a lot of NBA. Uh, we talk a lot of uh, geriatric gynecology, like just things that you really care about. Right. What's up, motherfuckers? Right. I said geriatric gynecology yeah. and you didn't even blink. Yeah, I know what time it is. <laughs> I, You know. Hello? What? Nobody says nothing? I got drops for you. All right. Uh, Scammer Trolling says, this is the greatest show ever. Hey, man, are you trolling me, bro? Yeah, are you trolling or are you scamming? You know. Uh, Hullabilly <laughs> says, 230 live viewers. Nice. Nice. And we appreciate that. Tanner Plummer says, big changes are coming to the show again, question mark. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. You don't even know. We have not made, comparatively speaking, we have not made big changes. We're going from Brooklyn to Phoenix, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, and But it, we're going to stay in one place for a yeah. long time, unlike some people's favorite player. Big you know. changes coming. I'm guessing Kyle Gunther is joining Scammer Trolling says, you know. Wow. Oh, the Gunther stories are amazing. Somebody asked me about him the other day. I miss Kyle. I miss not Kyle. a bad guy. No, I he's mean, not a bad guy at all. Uh, yeah. He's not. I, I have a lot of respect for Kyle. I, yeah. I did not enjoy my time working with him and I respect him a lot. Yeah. Um. But apparently you, I mean, he's, I guess he's working at Salty Peaks. Somebody told us. So, um, okay. you know, Hey, that's Get cool. your gnar shred on bro. Yeah. I don't have any, uh, I'm telling you 1320 K fan was one of the greatest radio stations that never was. I mean, that was a station that was on the verge of making a million dollars. I don't know if I've told people this. A lot of people ask me why I left KFAN, and people are like, oh, you quit. No. No, they no. they they offered us a contract extension, but they also told us, hey, by the way, uh, you know, we are we are thinking of flipping the format. Um, and we were like, nah, that's fine. Empty. The, the opposite, opposite of full. My wife had a job offer in Phoenix, mm -hmm. right? So do we stay? when we know that things are going to change at KFAN or do we move to Phoenix and give my wife an opportunity when she's moved for me like Pack this thing up. We're out of here. Right? Like, and by the way, then we went and won an award in Phoenix on the radio. So, you know, yeah, that little best what, of the valley do, award, you know, you know, so, you know, that's just kind of what we do, but yeah, changes are coming. They will be good. You will enjoy them. Uh, we are going to have a lot of fun with them. We are just give us time. We are. Uh, let's see. Brett Robbins says big changes is Monty not wearing a plain black tee. I wear a black t-shirt every day. <laughs> well, every, sir. every single I day love you guys, in, dude. in there. Whoa. Hey, that's dude, up. Whoa. I love you guys. Whoa. What happened here? Whoa. We're turning Good things Lord. around now. I go to put the camera on Mrs. Jesus. Monty in the high tech robotic camera. The balls you'll ever get. Goes, goes haywire. Hey, there hey, we are. Hey, baby. Hey, what do you know? Mrs. Monty is wearing a black t-shirt as well. I'm wow. We, we did not. There is synergy here today. Just admit we did not. We did not plan that. We did not plan that. Is that correct? We, we did not plan that. Oh, wait. We didn't plan to turn your microphone on. There we go. Now, now they can hear you. For F's sake. For F's sake. Now they can hear you. There she is. I'm trying is. to stay calm and not Why? curse. Why do I make an effort? I, I don't even know. Well, based on the way your hair looks today, you didn't make much of an effort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I am totally Anyways, kidding. Anyways, any day that I put on a black t-shirt, I'm almost guaranteed to match with these two. I yahoos. but what but listen, so, listen. Listen. Mark Zuckerberg made a billion dollars wearing a shitty blue t-shirt. How come I can't rock the black? Yeah. It's slimming, you know. 
and stuff. And, you know, it is what it is. I either wear a black T-shirt or a black Callaway polo. That's my you know. that's my dress of choice. And you, I, I know you hate the, it. I miss the polo, actually. Yeah, I do kind of miss the polo. But anyways, yeah. <sighs> I someday, started having maybe second thoughts. Someday. Yeah, we'll venture outside wow. the black. No, we we probably won't. If if probably you could have not. if you could have me wear anything, what would you have me? Well, and you can't say nothing nude. I, you know this. <laughs> wow. a, this is a family cocaine show. and hookers, my friend. Yeah. Um, a Hawaiian shirt button up. You know, some people just just like to push buttons. Yeah, Jake. Why do you do? Why do you do Anyways, that, Jake? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't would know. love it if you tried oh, different you. colors. Uh, maybe expand. The, the word she's looking for repertoire. is diversify your shirt selection. No. Yeah, yeah, I would. But you know, it's cool. It's, it's all good. It's your jam. No. Anyways, we were talking about something else. Um, yeah, we were talking about um, Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. I want to talk about this. Is Utah still a good place to live? Uh huh. Because there was a new study put out. Uh, thanks to our friends at the church, KSL.com. Um, KSL put out a study right. that talked about the fact that that people polled say that the quality of life in Utah is plummeting. Right. And yeah. the main factors are overpopulation, a lack of affordable, affordable housing, and a, a significant uptick in shitty traffic in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Monty, is Salt Lake City still a good place to live? It is still a good place to live, but we got to stop. Like it is, we are getting to that kind of extreme overpopulation, and uh, you know we're guilty of living in a place with high density housing. Like I do think that at some point you have to stop. Our problems are going to be environmental. We absolutely can't sustain. We can't sustain our water. Much hope for you uh, left with the Salt Lake drying up. It it is going to be really bad with the amount of dust storms. And there's a lot of things, if you haven't been reading the articles, there's a lot of heavy metals and other chemicals in the dust from the lake. And every time that it stirs up and blows at us, it's going to be worse. So our, our population affects our water table. Our population affects our global warming, the warming within the valley. So it's true, but we and, have and to slow down. I think, I think the population boom is a huge problem here. And yeah. there's a yeah. dude at... Um, the Brighton um, flea market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That what what is his stuff? His brand is Utah sucks. Don't move here. Don't yeah. You know who I yeah, am. Yeah. Utah sucks. Don't move here. <laughs> and you can find him on Instagram. Please support the guy. Buy t-shirts. Do whatever you got to do. Buy buy his brand because he does really try to to do good for our community. And I'm telling you, the issue is that so Utah is not a well kept secret anymore. No. Um, and it's really unfortunate that it's impacting those of us that have been here and those of us that love this state. It, it is it is impossible to drive on South Jordan Parkway from three to six thirty seven o'clock. It's impossible to get around Bangor Highway um, during peak hours, even with the the new construction, which has gotten better. But you can't drive the fifteen. You can't drive the eighty. You can't drive the streets because traffic's terrible because there's so many people here mm-hmm. now, and. We all embrace Silicon Slopes and look at us. It's super cool. And now here we are. But the other thing is there are, there's also complaints about diversity in education in this state mm-hmm. and access to affordable education. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but what there's not is a lack of jobs, as you were just saying. No. There are plenty no, of good jobs here. And that's why I think people keep coming here. And the issue is, again, I was reading about this on LinkedIn yesterday. Nationally, nationally, 
there are three jobs open for every one person looking for a job in this country. Yeah. In the state of Utah, it's five jobs are open for every one person looking for a job. Five jobs are open. Fuck one, marry one, yeah. kill one. I, I don't know. And you look at what some of those jobs are, and this was in this thing on LinkedIn. Absolutely. There are industrial jobs open. There are FedEx drivers. There are cement jobs. There are construction jobs. But I think people don't want those jobs. I think they want the work from home job. But Amazon, the, the Amazon is trying to add another distro center here. They, they're on pause with that because they don't think they can hire it. Yeah. Here, Phoenix and Dallas, Texas, they're holding distribution centers because yeah. they don't think that they can hire the people to staff them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what you, what the, the other thing is we don't think about stuff like this. Like think about the Amazon algorithm, which everybody's tried to figure out and nobody's been able to crack the code. But what we do know is the algorithm tells them on Amazon.com, like when you buy, what do I buy on Amazon? I buy like one bars. Protein bars, Rockstar, Rockstar, and that's all in our affiliate links below. By the way, shop our affiliate yeah. links. Um, but when you buy that stuff and you go in there and you you buy that, it sends a ping to the algorithm which says, "Oh, he's located here. There's a warehouse here that has that product." Yeah, right. But we don't have somebody to ship that product. So what's happening? Oh, sorry, your order for One Bars is delayed. Cold your order for Rockstar is delayed. Because we have been trying to figure out on Amazon, uh, we drink this yellow can of Rockstar. Rockstar it, Recovery. It, Rockstar Recovery. Yep. Every time I order it on Amazon, it gives me a message that says, hey, your order is delayed. So I've been doing research on it, and it's not because they don't have the product. They don't have enough staff to deliver it. Because Amazon's having trouble hiring so then, the volume of people. So then you go to Winco Foods and you get it at a discount and you don't buy it from Amazon. So they're paying the price too, no doubt. Yeah. but And here's the thing. Funny, this week we actually looked at our buying um, history at Amazon.com. Um, and in the last two years, our buying history is astronomical compared to where we started like for the first from 2009 that's the first time i ever ordered anything on amazon they keep it, records that far back oh and you it's can super yes easy to look it's super easy wow. like you you just click on on your orders and it'll show you like you can use it by drop down like by year yeah super easy to see right first year four orders and then I think it was like eight orders and it was pretty low like maybe 20 orders a you know a year mm -hmm. up until 2020 when we hit well over 100 and then well over 200 and this year we're on pace yes. to be about 220 and what are the and tell to find people and i want this in the comments as well what are the main things that you order from amazon and if you look at our essentials list you'll see what's on our essentials yeah. list in the description yeah but mrs monty what are the main things we order on amazon um it's it's rockstar that's one of the largest items and then it's our recurring stuff. So we have subscribe and save items. It's um, dog food, wet and dry dog food. Um, it's protein bars. Protein bars is the yeah, rock that's, star. That's a regular your hair product. I monthly I get my hair product delivered from there. Um, Refrigerator filters. Yeah, I have a subscribe and save for that. It'll deliver it every six months. Uh, we just subscribed to Amino Energy, um, Optimum Nutrition's No Amino Energy. Yep. Um, so like, those are the main things we buy. And so I'm curious from people watching the show, I'm sorry, what did you want to say? 
Yeah, it's the regular, like, day-to-day stuff. There's the odd things. I mean, we do order things that are... Yeah, new you know, cameras not, and mixers you know, and, you know, I rocket ships. I order my yeah. computer off of Amazon because the price was exactly the same as the other outlets and I could get it faster. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and that's very true. We All of our new equipment on this show, with the exception of this Rode uh, Procaster 2, which we got at Guitar Center... Um, Everything else, we got the cameras, the the this this uh, ATEM director board, we got that on Amazon. The yep. the HDMI cables, got it on Amazon. Uh, let's see, Snooka says I'm late, but good morning, everybody. Snooka, <laughs> my dog's about to derail this show. Uh, Tanner says uh, your order is delayed. Uh oh, Monty, be like, can I speak to the manager, please? I want better fucking execution. I almost I almost had a Karen moment at Chipotle yesterday. <laughs> But I didn't. Yeah. I saved it. Brett Robbins says, I'm the same. I straight buy everything from Amazon other than food. I use Instacart. A lot of people are using Instacart right now. Tanner says, the main things I order on Amazon is gifts for my wife and sports gear. Snookle says, I mainly get electronics. Totally agree. Yeah. We we get a lot of electronics. Yeah. Uh, James Jensen says, Rudy Gobert will go down as all-time best center for the Utah Jazz. Probably. Greg Ostertag. Uh, that was a joke. I'm kidding. Uh, the night guy says, I get my uh, mane and tail shampoo from them. Okay. There you go. Okay. Gabe Ledley says, subscribe and save on AC filters and a smoke detector battery for the win. Yes. Yes, Gabe. Absolutely. Like Strange it. Cloud says, what the F was going on with the sound at the start of the show? Shari just joined. Yeah, we had, yeah. A, we had a little mixer issue today for whatever reason. The mixer didn't want a performance given task. So we turned it off, turned it back on. And it works. Works like a champ. Yeah. Sorry about that. We did start the show over, by the way. Yeah. Snookets, uh, or excuse me, Pudge NYC says, salute, fellas. What's up, Pudge? Good to see you. Rec1 says, I get a bit of everything, but I have to stay. My best deal with Amazon was the time they offered 50% off warehouse products, which were already cheaper, which is the products they return. Things that are returned. We used to buy crates. We made good money on this. We used to buy crates from Amazon of stuff that consumers bought in return. Like we got all kinds. What's the, babe, what's the vacuum, our vacuum? Roomba. Room, the Roomba. Yeah. Thank you. The Roomba vacuum. We got yeah. our Roomba vacuum on there. Like, And we used to resell that stuff on eBay and it worked like a charm. We make yeah. good money doing that. That's a that's a little bit of a cottage industry as well. Um, but overall, I think when we look at Amazon, I do think that, Amazon is the predominant way that people that people buy stuff. Um, I don't think there's there's any doubt that Amazon makes it more convenient. It just shows up on the front porch. They yeah. don't leave it at the back door. And one of the things I'll say, I trust Amazon more than I trust FedEx and, and mm-hmm. UPS. I do. Because Amazon drives smaller trucks that can get to more places. And their job is to deliver it on time. Like, would you guys freak out if Amazon started drone dropping packages into our backyard? California, it's an option. It's an option to have your... I mean, how do you feel about that? Like, I I don't have any trouble with it. I don't think I'd have any trouble with it. I I think, you know, uh, and I'm not even joking. My only concern would be, hey, did the drone accidentally leave the package on my roof? Like, I'm not joking. Well, like, they're late, be... but they're laser-focused drones. Well, so they, it's yeah. it's actually yeah. the drone technology. Uncle Jeffy Bezos has put a lot of money into drone technology, and these drones are actually incredible pieces of machinery. Yeah, They don't drop it on things. They drop it. You can actually, and I, and I don't know, Mrs. Monty, you probably know more about this than I do, but from what I understand, um, you can actually select an area 
in your if you're eligible for it, you can select an area and tell it where to drop that package. Interesting. So yeah, there's a lot I of requirements. Would, you can't have dogs in your backyard. Like no. they don't want it dogs is better for the environment. I would think, right? I mean, droning versus. I mean, is that? I, I would guess, I would guess probably so. a limited impact. It, it's you know it's not widely available yet, but um, it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. All right, let's know. switch gears and talk about the 4th of July before we wrap the show up because what are we doing this weekend? Like this is a three-day weekend mm -hmm. um, where we you know, celebrate our independence as a country, even though half the people in this country are probably three-quarters, and especially if you have a vag, you're not free. Wow. Okay, I'll stop. Wow. Um, wow. Where we celebrate Truth. our freedom and Truth. independence. Mm -hmm. What are we doing this weekend? So the first thing that Mrs. Monty said to me last night uh, in bed was, hey, you're hot, sexy man. Uh, do you want to go and see Maverick? Yeah. Okay, weekend? stop calling it Maverick. It's Top Gun. No, I call it Maverick. Guy. It is Top Gun it's, Maverick. Yeah, but it, uh, it, you know. I'm not referring to this you, movie you as stop Maverick. It. Come on. You stop that right now. It's Top Gun. Prick. Do you refer to the Sopranos as Anthony? No, because his name's Tony. Come on. Come his on. Name's Tony. His therapist calls him Anthony. Well, that's because they were awkward Anthony. and they had sexual tension. Anyway, go see Maverick. Mm -hmm. Um I, I think that we'll probably find some hikes. We're gonna go have sushi tonight. Um, we are gonna go at, where are we going for sushi? Tsunami. Tsunami sushi. <laughs> the Y. Um where are you getting sushi? Getting sushi at the Y. Um I'm married. We don't have sex. Wow. Um but anyway, wow. point is. Wow. What what was that awkward? What, wow. What happened? Wow. Um, anyway, offended by that. I kid. Um, I. What are we gonna smoke this weekend? I don't know that. Besides I mean, weed. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Wow. I'm, again, wow. I'm the guy who's never even smoked a, a, <laughs> yeah. a yeah. marijuana cigarette, bro. <laughs> Smoked up. Shrink your rope. Um, Facts. Oh boy. It's very late. Oh boy. Uh, no, I think what we're smoking. We have to decide. Sure. Yeah. So we. Wings I think we decided sure. on wings. We want to do, Mrs. Monty was saying she wanted to do, you know, some, uh, a potato thing, you yeah. know. Oh, you uh, did. I was yeah. unaware of this. Yeah. And then corn, corn on the cob. When was this decided? Oh, yeah. I thought we were doing, I thought we were doing like brats and oh, stuff. Oh, we could do brats too. Yeah. We could oh, there's not a lot of brats. I love brats, brats, dude. Potato. Brats or hot yeah. dogs in the comments. Brats or I'm hot dogs. I'm making banana bread for sure this weekend. You always say that. And then you never make it. I don't always say that, and I've made it like... Mrs. Monty's like my mom. My mom used to bring, like, pans of lasagna from, like, Stouffer's mm -hmm. to, like, family gatherings and be like, oh, this is my homemade lasagna slaved over a hot stove all day. Hope you like it. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, this is amazing. Mrs. Monty's like, oh, hey, look. I didn't... She doesn't even make excuses. She's hey just guys. like... She's like, you know, you're fat. I'm not making banana bread. Fat! Is that usually fat. what happens? I've made banana bread get, we need some so many times here. in the last few years. So what what is going on? What is, what is the malfunction this morning? Nothing. We're playing crickets. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm being an idiot. All right. All right. Brats. So we're not going to do wings. And we're probably not going to do pizza then. No. Because right now I'm we kind have, of on a. We have several days. Yeah. I There's mean, we no. Have, like, I, I would like yeah. smoked pizza tomorrow. Yeah. I would. I would enjoy smoked pizza tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of on a no bread thing right now. You guys, is is nobody going to give me credit for the fact that I stopped eating tortillas at Chipotle? And Chipotle, I swear to... Yeah, so tell your... We have to go, but tell your Karen story. 
Tell your Karen story about Chipotle, the Chipotle. Okay, so for those of you who are new to the show and don't know, I eat at Chipotle pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. There are some days I eat at Chipotle twice. And I have been getting a veggie burrito. But I wanted to lower my carb and like simple carb intake, fat. which is like tortillas, bread. Yeah, because I'm fat. Right. Going to Hawaii, trying to lose weight, like yeah. do, doing really well. I work out six days a week. Trying to get shredded, bro. You know, like, yeah, summer shred is on. It's all good, right? right? So I cut out bread. And so what I've been doing is I'm just getting a bowl now and I'm getting chicken instead of the bread. I'm getting chicken because one of the things I'm really struggling with, and I food diaried this week and it's been a disaster. (laughs) I haven't had nearly enough protein. I'm getting like 110 grams of protein a day and I need like 250 and I'm not getting that. And so I decided, okay, well, I'm going to substitute my chicken into it instead of doing a burrito. So yesterday we order the bowl. What do you want? I want brown rice. I want double black beans. I want double pico. I want um, I want my queso and I want chicken. Right. Yeah. No chicken. I go. I go. Oh. oh, Well, like. I go through the the Chipotle lane because the new Chipotle at the district has a Chipotle lane. Right. A drive. It's not a drive-through. It's a Chipotle lane. So I go there on Tuesday and I sit there for like seven minutes. So long that a certain jerk that I know was sitting in his car waiting for me. He had gone in, ordered, and walked out. And he was waiting in the parking lot like, bro, what's taking so long? In a van down by the river. Okay, I'm fine. The food was good. Yesterday, they didn't put chicken on my chicken burrito and charge me for it. Now, to their credit, my dog is starving. To their credit... They refunded it, and it's super easy to get a refund from Chipotle right. on the app. It's super easy on the app. You, you... But refunds aren't protein-rich environments. So lazy ass in the gym. I need the protein. I didn't go caring on anybody, mainly because I didn't talk to anybody. Mrs. Monty handles it through the Chipotle I was app. like, yeah, it's no big deal. Let me go ahead and just do I'm the thing in the app. I'll refund it. It's, but it's hard to get good service. It is. I'm telling you. It is. It is hard to get good service. Yes, it is. It is what it is. Anyway, that's it. We should probably go. Okay. Okay, so there you have it. Mrs. Monty, thank you for being here this week on the show. People tend to like you being here. Uh, Jake, screw you. Thanks. Um, (laughs) Always good. Uh, Everybody on the show this week, we had a record-breaking week on the show for views, for downloads on the the podcast. The show is growing exponentially. Uh, We really appreciate the fact that you guys show up here every day. Um... And we show up every day for you. And we appreciate that. Thanks for all the tips today. Uh, $16.99 in tips today. Thank you. Please be safe this weekend. We will be back on Monday for the Monty Show. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. Whoop, whoop.